Tabarra'a is from the root letters Bara Hamza, from the word Bara'a. And Bara'a is to declare disassociation with someone. To declare disassociation with someone. To say that I have nothing to do with you. I have no connection with you. I don't know you, you don't know me, go your way, I go my way. This is what Bara'a is. The word Bari'a is used for cure, when a person is cured of a particular disease. So for example, a person was sick, the illness was as though attached to him. When he became fine, the illness leaves him. The infection goes away, it's gone from his body. So, Tabarra'a, when he will declare disassociation, who? Alladina tubi'u, those people who are followed. Uttubi'u taba'in. Is it familiar? Have we done this before? Ittibar is to follow. So, Alladina tubi'u, those people who were followed. If someone is followed, what do you call him? A leader. So the leaders, they will disassociate from who? مِنَ الَّذِينَ تَبَعُوا From those who followed them. The leaders will cut themselves off from who? Their followers. If a person follows someone, what does it mean? That they obey them. Every instruction they give, they follow it. And ittiba' is also with love. You can't obey someone to the level of ittiba' except with love. Because ittiba' is not just to follow whenever you feel like, but ittiba' is to follow precisely, follow accurately, follow exactly. So ittiba' is for example, if a person is walking on snow and they leave behind footprints, if you're doing their ittiba', it means that you step on the exact same footprints. So it is to follow someone to the small details as well. So for example, we follow the Prophet ﷺ. We don't just follow him in that he prayed and we also pray, but that he ate with right hand and we also eat with right hand. He said, Bismillah, so we also say Bismillah. He slept on his right side, so we also sleep on our right side. This is what ittibar is. So ittibar is to follow someone, how? With love. So those people who love other than Allah, and as a result they follow them, what's going to happen on the Day of Judgment? Their leaders will disassociate from them. Their leaders will abandon them. Those whom they loved, those whom they adored, whom they ran after. Any instruction they gave, they obeyed immediately. What's going to happen? Those same leaders will say, go away, I don't care about you. Has it ever happened with you that you depend on someone, you depend on something, you expect from them, and right when you need them, they don't work? I remember I was at a store once and there was a woman, she was shopping and she had a lot of stuff that she was buying. And she got her card and the card wouldn't work. The card wouldn't work. Now just imagine... You're traveling, you're out of country, and you're expecting that your card is going to work. If it doesn't work, what's your state? You start panicking, you start getting angry, you're frustrated. So when you depend on something, and it doesn't help you, what's your feeling? You feel cheated, you feel betrayed. You feel as though your efforts were wasted. All the money that you put in, all the time that you spent in getting that, was a waste. 
So likewise, when people love other than Allah on the day of judgment, all those leaders, what will they do? They will completely abandon their followers. They will say, I don't care about you. You go your way, I go my way. And we learn about this in the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Zukhruf, Ayah 67, that Al-Akhillā'u yawma'idhin ba'duhum li ba'din adu illal muttaqeen That close friends, best friends on the Day of Judgment, some of them will be enemies to each other. Some of them will be enemies to each other. Except for who? Except for the muttaqeen. Except for those who fear Allah. So the prophets, they will not abandon their followers. No. We know that the Prophet of Allah will actually do shafa. He will intercede for those who follow him. He will give water from the hawb to those who follow him. So, إِذْ تَبَرَّأَ الَّذِينَ تُبِعُوا مِنَ الَّذِينَ تَبَعُوا They will completely abandon them. So any love that we have for other than Allah, can it help us on the Day of Judgment? No. If we prefer others above Allah today, can they help us on the Day of Judgment? Not at all. And it happens sometimes that you're sitting in class for example, and your friend says something to you that you should not be talking about, and if you get in trouble, does your friend stand up and say, Oh, I said that? I did that? How many loyal friends do you have that will actually take the blame? Very few. And even if they do take the blame, does it save you? Are you still not responsible for what you did? Yes. So is And they will see the punishment. All of them will see the punishment. The followers and the leaders. And they will see the punishment with their own eyes. And at that time, when they see the punishment, they will know that that's it. We're doomed. We're finished. This punishment is for us. In Surah Al-Kahf, Ayah 53, we learn, وَرَأَى الْمُجْرِمُونَ النَّارِ فَظَنُّوا أَنَّهُمْ مُوَاقِعُوهَا وَلَمْ يَجِدُوا عَنْهَا مَصْرِفًا That the criminals will see the fire with their own eyes. And they will know that they're going to fall into it. And they will find no escape from it. وَرَأَوُ الْعَذَابِ وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ And all the means will be cut off from them. تَقَطَّعَتْ قَافْطَعَيْنَ قَطَعَ قَطَعَ is to cut something. So تَقَطَّعَتْ It will be cut off. What will be cut off? بِهِمْ For them الْأَسْبَابِ أَسْبَابِ is the plural of سَبَب سِينَ بَابَ And the word سَبَب is used for means. Something through which you reach Something else. So for example, you want to reach the level of the building that is above you. What suburb will you adopt? The stairs or the elevator or the escalator. So all of these are what? Means, asbab. So something that helps you reach somewhere else. Something that gets you to your destination. Do what you want. So all the asbab, all the means that they had will be cut off. What are these means? Asbab over here, some have said that it refers to the relationships that they had. The relationships that they had in the world. The followers and the leaders. The mawaddah, the love they had. The friendship they had. Because of which they said that we will help you. We will support you. We learn in the Qur'an that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that those who do wrong, they say that 
follow our ways and we will carry your sins listen to us do what we're doing and on the day of judgment just put the blame on us we'll carry your blame we'll carry the sin we'll suffer for you why did they say this out of love out of love who says that do this and I can suffer for you someone who really loves the other but on that day all these asbab will be cut off the love that they had will be finished will be terminated they will not love each other anymore they will not sacrifice for each other anymore so can they carry the sins of others no can they help others not at all وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ and asbab is also referring to the means that people could adopt in order to help each other on that day. In this world, if a person is in trouble, what does he use to help himself? Okay, excuses, but can a person offer any excuses on that day? No. Will they be accepted? No, because Allah knows about the truth. What else do people use? That they offer some compensations, for example, if they're fined, they will give the money. And as a result, they'll be released. But on that day, if a person offers the entire earth's fill of gold, will that be accepted as compensation? Not at all. Connections. Connections. They mean a lot. If a person is in trouble in this world, what does he do? He calls the people who can help him. He calls the people who can help him. If he has a friend, a relative, someone whom he knows, an acquaintance, up in the government or up in the system, he will request them that please do something for me. And they will do something for him, whatever they can. So, on the day of judgment, وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ All such means will be cut off. It doesn't matter what the status of a person was in the world, who he was friends with in the world. If you think about it, Fir'aun, did he not have a lot of connections? Of course, he was the king, he claimed to be God, he had all the wealth he wanted. But will his wealth help him? Will his power help him? Will his friends help him? Will his people help him? Will his armies help him? No. Likewise, whatever we have cannot help us on that day. So we cannot depend on anything except for the deeds that we have performed that may be accepted by Allah. وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا And those people who followed, they will say, meaning the followers will say at that time, لَوْ أَنَّ لَنَا كَرَّةً If only we could have one more chance. كَرَّةً كَرَّةً is from the root letters, كَافْ رَأْرَ And كَرَّةً is to go back to something, is to do it again, to go back to something, to do it again. كَرَّةً is used for a person, who is in the army, for example a soldier, who retreats and he attacks, goes back and he attacks again, and again, and again. Karrar. So, karra, another chance. If only we had one more chance. One more chance to do what? To go back to the world and do what we want. لَوْ أَنَّ لَنَا كَرَّةً فَنَتَبَرَّأَ مِنْهُمْ Then we would declare disassociation from them. From who? From our leaders. If only we could go back to the world one more time, then we would not care about these leaders of ours. Today they abandon us. If we could go back to the earth, we would never follow them. We would never care for them. 
If you think about it, a leader is a leader. Why? What makes him a leader? What makes a person famous? Just his actions? Just what he's doing? No. Because there are many people who may be doing the exact same thing, but they're not as famous. They don't have as many followers. What makes a person famous? His followers. The fact that he has so many followers, so many people who follow him. I'm not talking about followers on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, but I'm talking in general sense. What makes a person a leader is what? His followers. But if a leader abandons his followers, doesn't care about the followers, and will the followers stay? What will they do? They will not follow him anymore. They will unfollow him. And when they will unfollow him, then what is he? Who is he? Nothing. Who cares about him? Nobody. So their followers will say on the day of judgment, if only we could go back to the earth and we will unfollow them. So that they will be nothing. They became great because of our obedience, because of our support. And if you think about it, any leader, any person who leads others in the world in, in any respect, I'm not talking about only religion, but in any respect whatsoever, can he do everything on his own? No. He wins the hearts of other people and they support him with their time, with their efforts, with their money, with their talents. So the people will say, if only we could go back to the earth, we would never support them. Why are they saying this? Because they regret having supported and having followed their leaders. Because their leaders did not help them. Those whom they loved never cared for them on the day of judgment. Just think about it. If a person fails an exam and they know that it was because they were spending too much time with a particular friend who was distracting them, and when they fail their exam, what will they think? I hate this person. Never talking to them again. If a person has been playing video games for hours and hours, and as a result they sleep in in the morning, and they're late for work, or they're late for their school, or whatever, what will they say? Never playing this again. They develop dislike, hatred for things that bring them in trouble, even if they previously loved them. So likewise on the Day of Judgment, people will say, لَوْ أَنَّ لَنَا كَرَّةً فَنَتَبَرَّأَ مِنْهُمْ Then we would also abandon them. كَذَلِكَ Like that, يُرِيهِمُ اللَّهُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ Allah will show them their deeds. يُرِيهِمْ رَاهَمْ زَيَّا Allah will show them أَعْمَالَهُمْ أَعْمَال is the plural of عَمَل How will He show them their deeds? حَسَرَاتٍ عَلَيْهِمْ As regrets upon them. Hasarat is the plural of hasra, hasin ra. And hasra is regret over something that is coupled with sadness. A sense of loss that you have and you're sad about it. That what was I thinking? Why did I do that? Have you ever lost a bag? Have you ever lost something that's precious to you? What feelings do you have afterwards? What was I thinking? Where did I put it? Why wasn't I paying attention? How could I leave it there? How could I not think? Hasra. Regret, sorrow, sadness, sense of loss. That a person is angry with himself even. So on the day of judgment when people will see that all those whom they followed, they were crazy about, they don't care for them, they will think, what a waste of life. How many years we wasted. How many actions we wasted. We could have done something much better. But what did we do? Hasarat. 
But is that hasra, is that regret going to help them? In this world, if you have regret over doing something wrong, can you get another chance? Yes, you can. Many things you can repeat. You can go back and you can fix the damage that you caused. But on the Day of Judgment, Allah says, وَمَا هُمْ بِخَارِجِينَ مِنَ النَّارِ And they will not at all come out from the fire. خَارِجِينَ is a plural of خَارِج from خَارَجِينَ خَارَجِينَ is to come out. خَارِجِينَ ones who come out. So they will never ever come out of the fire. They will stay therein eternally. Because it's too late to realize. It's too late to try to mend things. Allah gives us many chances in this world. On the Day of Judgment, no more chances. Let's listen to the recitation. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَتَّخِذُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا يُحِبُّونَهُمْ كَحُبِّ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبَّا لِلَّهِ وَلَوْ يَرَى الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا إِذْ يَرَوْنَ الْعَذَابَ أَنَّ الْقُوَّةَ لِلَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَأَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْعَذَابِ إِذْ تَبَرَّأَ الَّذِينَ اتُّبِعُوا مِنَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا وَرَأَوْا الْعَذَابَ وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا لَوْ أَنَّ لَنَا كَرَّةً فَنَتَبَرَّأَ مِنْهُمْ كَمَا تَبَرَّأُوا مِنَّا كَذَلِكَ يُرِيهِمُ اللَّهُ أَعْمَالَهُمْ حَسَرَاتٍ عَلَيْهِمْ وَمَا هُمْ بِخَارِجِينَ مِنَ النَّارِ What do these ayahs teach us? That we have to fix the love that we have. That we have to be careful about what we love and how we love and how much we love. Everything should be put, should be kept in its place. And if something is moved from its place, what is that? Injustice. You know like in everything there is a hierarchy. So likewise when it comes to love, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves most love. Then after him, the messenger. And then, who else? The righteous people. Our parents, those who have done ihsan on us. Those whom we like, those who benefit us in one way or the other. Because if the structure is not proper, if this pyramid is not there, then what will it lead to? It will lead us to making wrong priorities, wrong choices, and as a result, suffering at the end. The thing is that love is attraction. Whatever you love, you're pulled towards it. You're attracted to it. You want to reach it. You want to get to it. You want to have it. So when a person loves something, loves someone, then he will definitely do some actions in that direction. He will do something in that direction. So if a person loves another, then he will do some actions that will please him. And it depends on how much a person loves something. If the love is more, then actions will be more. Then preference will be more. So this is why we have to be careful. 
There's nothing wrong with loving other things. But we have to be careful about how much we love, who we love, why we love, how we love, in what way. If you see the word ittibar is used, and ittibar is to follow, to do something. And that is a result of love. So be careful about what you love, whom you love, how you love, how much you love. Because either it could lead you to success or it could lead you to destruction. And this is something that Allah shows to us in this life as well. So many times people love someone, something, and they ruin their lives as a result of that. Haven't you heard, haven't you seen people who are addicted to drugs, they love something that is harmful for their bodies, that is harmful for their family. And as a result, what happens? They lose their job, they lose their family, they're on the streets. Somebody who had an excellent job, now they're addicted to drugs, they can't part with them. As a result, what happens? Now that same person is homeless. That same person doesn't have family. That same person who had so much integrity, so much honor, people respected him. And now, he's lying to others to get even a little bit of money. He will cheat, he will betray, he will steal. Why? To get money so that he can get drugs. So who is he harming? Himself. Who is he making a fool of? Himself. So we have to be careful about what we love. Okay, how do you fix this? How do you maintain this balance? That the love for Allah should be the greatest. And the love for everyone else comes after that. How do you fix this? The thing is that love for someone, it's proven by what? How much you follow them. How much you do actions for them, towards them, in their direction. So if you feel that your love for Allah has to be increased, then what should a person do? Increase in his obedience to Allah. And think about every situation. Don't just do things you know, without thinking. Many times it happens that we're in a routine and we do things without even realizing. And as a result, we end up doing something wrong, we end up saying something wrong. So be careful about every action. Plan out your day. Be careful about your actions, what you're doing, why you're doing, how much you're doing. Do muhasabatun nafs. Analyze yourself at the end of the day. What did I do? Why did I do? How much did I do? So for example, at the end of the day, check yourself. How much time did I spend you know, doing something that Allah likes? Whether it is recitation of the Qur'an, whether it is saying my morning adhkar, my evening adhkar, whether it is making dua to Allah, whether it is praying salah with khushur, how much time did I spend doing that? Why was it affected? Why did I not do that? Because of such and such? Because of my phone? Because of my computer? Because of my friends? Because I was out so long? Because I went shopping for so long? So whatever's causing your love for Allah to be affected, then start reducing that. Start controlling that. Because if we don't control that, then that will definitely overpower the love that we should have for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another very important thing that we learn is that some people will have a lot of hasra on the Day of Judgment. And who are they? Those who have wasted their lives. Those who spent their lives chasing other than Allah, pleasing other than Allah, running after other than Allah. And they will have hasra. But there are some people on the Day of Judgment, we learn, لَا خَوْفٌ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا هُمْ يَحْزَنُونَ No fear, no regret. So what's the difference? What's the difference? If a person runs towards other than Allah, then he will have regret on the Day of Judgment. And if a person is focused on the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
his goal, his desire is to please Allah, then that person will be free of fear and regret on the Day of Judgment. I want you to ask yourself, what distracts you from Allah? What distracts you from Allah? Distracts your heart? Distracts your mind from Allah? That when you have time that you can use to remember Allah, to worship Allah, to thank Allah, to ask Allah, to beg before Him, to seek forgiveness from Him, what is it that comes in the way? What stops you? What prevents you? Television. Very honest. Because many people think, well, television doesn't affect us. It really affects us. You know what happens? When we're watching it, we're spending time not thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, an hour or two, gone right there. Allah tells us, فَذْكُرُونِي And we don't remember. We don't do dhikr of Allah. And then, whatever we see, we think about it. When we're praying, our mind goes to where? What we saw on the television. So, for example, if TV is overwhelming your life, it's taking the place that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should have in your life, then what should we do? What should we do? Very easy to say, stop watching TV. A person who's used to watching three hours, four hours every day, what are they supposed to do? Cut it down. Cut it down. Don't sit there flipping channels. No. Don't do that. Because if you're flipping channels, then what are you doing? You're going to spend hours and hours just flipping channels. And at the end of the day, will you be satisfied? You'll never be satisfied. So turn on the television only when you want to watch something. This doesn't mean that those who don't watch start watching. I'm talking about people who want help in trying to cut down their TV time. So limit yourself to how much you watch and what you watch. And also be selective about what you watch. There could be something that is really affecting you. You know, you're thinking, whenever that show comes, for example, Thursday evening, all Thursday, you're like, oh my God, I wonder what's going to happen today. I wonder what's going to happen next. And, you know, you want to have your snack before, you want to pray before, you want to get ready for bed before, and you're all ready, and you turn the television on, and you're sitting there as if, Allah, something huge is going to happen. So, limit yourself, and if there's something that's really occupying you, like your mind, the whole week, the whole day, then what should you do? Take the bold step and get it out of your life. Miss one episode and then miss the next one. And don't search it on the internet. Okay? And the next time you will go to watch that episode on the TV, then you won't understand what's happening, so you will kind of lose interest. And don't talk to others about it either. Don't let other people fill you in on what you missed out. You remember we learned about their ijil, the calf? This is like the calf. وَأُشْرِبُوا فِي قُلُوبِهِمُ الْعِجْلَ بِكُفْرِهِمْ So their ijil is in the heart. So what did Musa salam do? He burnt the calf. He got rid of it. So if there's something that's really occupying your heart so much, then get rid of it. Consciously avoid it. Deliberately avoid it. Remove it from your life. And you might think, oh, it's not possible. I can't do that. You can do it. Believe me, you can do it. You're stronger than what you think. She's mentioning about how when she decided that she wasn't going to listen to music anymore, she deleted all the music that she had on her computer, if you have it on your iPod, whatever, just remove it. 
And she said she kept only one CD that she would keep in the car and she would listen. And then she ended up in an accident. And she realized that what if I was listening to that at the time that the accident happened? So then she decided that's it, I'm not listening to it again. So you have to make a firm resolve. You have to decide for yourself. And shaitan will make you think you're so weak, you can't do it. But you can actually do it. Allah has made you very strong. So make up your mind. And when you have made up your mind, then ask Allah for help. Make dua for yourself that, Ya Allah, please save me from this. Take this out of my life. Remove it from me. And Allah will also help you. But you know what? You have to start the process. You have to make up your mind. When it comes to this social media business, Facebook and Twitter and all of that, is it beneficial? It is beneficial in many ways. It is beneficial. It helps you stay connected with friends, with family, you know, with people who share very good things with you. It is very beneficial. But there is a point where the harm outweighs the benefit. It's more than the benefit. How? That you are spending too much time on it. And you have too many people. Just for the sake of having more followers, or just for the sake of having more friends, we start following every person we find out about, whether we know them or we don't know them. So get rid of that junk. Don't busy your life so much. Because it will make you spend more time on these things. So limit your time. Limit those whom you follow. You know, I look at sometimes in the shuyukh, for example, on Twitter, and I see, okay, who are they following? If you notice, some of them, they follow zero people. Or they will follow one or two individuals. Or three or four. Not more than ten. Hardly ever you will find that. And I'm amazed, some people, they will follow a hundred and something people. I'm like, really? You have the time to read a hundred tweets every day? This is why people have no barakah in their time. And what are people writing? Useless things. So follow people who will actually inspire you with something beneficial. When you read, it will benefit you. They're not tweeting about everything that's happening in their lives or what's happening in other people's lives. So be careful about what you do. This will help you reduce your time. This will help you focus more on other things. Anything else that distracts us? Celebrities, oh my. Singers, from those who are mahram to those who are non-mahram. Obviously, who's your mahram? None of them. From women to men, those whom we should be looking at and those whom we should not be looking at. People follow them, read about them, watch them, listen to them. Obsession, right? So we have to be careful about that. Because what do we learn in these verses? On that day, these leaders are not going to help you. People whom you're crazy about, whom you're fans of, they're not going to help you. They're going to say, go your way, don't come to me. Don't come to me, don't talk to me, I don't know you. You're crazy about them and they don't give any attention to you. Even in this world it happens. You know, sometimes I'm amazed. For example, there's a game and the athletes are walking out and people are going crazy. Ah, and they're painted themselves blue or green and they're wearing crazy shirts and crazy hair. And the players, what do they care about them? They don't even look at them. They don't even look at them. People are waving at them. And they don't even look at them. So you think on the day of judgment, when their lives are in trouble, when they are in danger, they're going to care about you? They're not going to care about you. So be careful about where you spend your money, where you spend your time, what you look at.
The thing is that, like I mentioned earlier, we are not people without hearts, without feelings. We have love. We are attracted to different things. It's only natural to do that. But like I mentioned, if there's something that is preventing you from going closer to Allah, so much so that you mention them more than you mention Allah, you think about them more than you think about Allah, then that is a problem. And that you have to reduce. And if it doesn't work out, then get rid of it. Like people will stand in hours just to see somebody. You know what? You can also see them on TV. You don't have to stand there for hours in the heat just to look at them with your own eyes. And protect your eyes from looking at a non-mahram like that. Anyway. So really, if you analyze yourself, I spent five hours standing there waiting for so-and-so to come so that I could take a glimpse at them. Was it really worth it? What did I get out of it? Likewise, if a person spends three hours watching a movie, and then down the road, if somebody asks them, oh, what did you see in that movie? I don't know, I, I think something like that happened. Was it worth it spending three hours doing that? And what benefit does it bring to you? Does it bring you more money? Does it bring you more fame? No. Does it make you a better person? Not at all. People love certain things, the certain brands, and they want to have things of a particular brand, and they will spend so much money on it that they're in debt, and still they don't care. And the thing is that the same bag or the same pair of shoes or the same pair of clothes or the same pair of sunglasses that you wanted to buy, you spent so much research, okay, this is what I want to buy, you saved the money or you pulled out your credit card and you bought it, what will happen to it? Will it remain the same forever? No. Will it not change? Of course it will. How many times does it happen that people give their expensive stuff that they bought to others? They do. Eventually they get bored of it. Eventually they will give it away. I remember once I was at a friend's house and her mother, she was cleaning up the house, basically. Her mother-in-law had passed away several years ago and her stuff was still in the house. So they were basically renovating the house and so she had to get rid of some of the stuff. So there were so many suitcases, so many bags and she was opening them up and they were coming out of those bags you know, fancy jackets, fancy jackets and fancy clothes. And all of those clothes were so outdated. I mean, you wouldn't even want to wear it. So she gave them away to the maid and the people who were working in the house. All those things that were bought from abroad, so much money was spent on, they were collected, they were saved in suitcases. The owner died. And the inheritors, what did they do with it? They got rid of it. Because it doesn't have any value. This dunya is very temporary. It's very limited. Any enjoyment of this world is limited. Every pleasure is limited. You could spend hours trying to do something and then finally you get to enjoy it for a few minutes, for a few moments, for a few days. And then it will be over. So what should we be chasing? The pleasure, the enjoyment that is temporary or that which is eternal? That which is eternal. There's a statement somebody once said, that a dunya yawmun, that this world is only a day. وَلَنَا فِيهِ صَوْمٌ And we are fasting in this day. Meaning we are going to control ourselves. There are many things that we want to do, but it's only one day long. And we're going to control ourselves. Why? Because we want to reap the benefits in the hereafter. So it's about controlling yourself. And this comes with love as well. Love gives you the ability to control yourself. 
لو فور ہو لو فور اللہ اشد حب اللہ